Thanks for joining us and supporting Vicky Doe Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vickydofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vickydofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. And remember, keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is, what's new? Hot topics number 63. Healthy living cuts your odds for the two leading killers. Research confirms the same lifestyle habits that protect the heart can also curb the risk of a range of cancers. Young adults have strokes for the same reason as older adults. A new study shows that some of the same risk factors that cause strokes in older adults are associated with strokes among younger adults. Black young adults are facing a high risk. The pandemic is a wake-up call for personal health. Too many Americans failed to take measures to combat obesity, which is the second leading risk factor for death from COVID-19. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. How are you, Dee? Vicki Doe, how are you? I am fine. We are back in the seat, the hot seat. I know. <laughs> I know. Good. We, well, we're not doing Zoom this week. That was fun last week. That was fun. We were doing Zoom last week. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's good. That was fun. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So here we are. The sun is shining, but it's still a little cold outside. You know, Winter is trying to hang on as long as possible because I think what spring is, spring is the 21st is today is 17th. Spring will be Sunday. So, yeah. Spring will be Sunday. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So it's all good. And the sun is out. So, yeah, I feel very good today. And you? Yeah, me too. Me too. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day for what it's worth. I know. I saw pictures where they had the, you know how they do the river in Chicago? Chicago. I saw that. Was that real? I think so. I think it's because they always do it green. But did our friend Allison put it on Facebook? Or Yeah, she put it on Facebook, Allison. Yeah, I thought our friend Allison did that. Allison wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people going to be partying, but hey. Yeah, well, that was nice. That's cute. Well, you know, when I was in college, we used to have, I never went down there because it was too early in the morning. People were too silly. But they used to have green beer when I was down at Miami of Ohio and Western 
college. The big thing was everybody to get up and go down to the up, we call uptown, not downtown, but uptown, and get 3.2 beer. It was just too silly for me because I could just see my mother finding out that I had gotten up in the morning and gone and had a bunch of alcohol and got tipsy. And she found out and she would be like, hmm, <laughs> I'm paying tuition for that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, what would Vicky Doe say? Vicky Doe, I think, would have something to say, too. Yes, yes, yes. Be like, uh, you better <laughs> get your, what they say, get your. <laughs> 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 you better uh, get your <laughs> right. Oh, right. We are here today and today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about and our topic today is what's new hot topics number 63 now this is National Nutrition Month And this is an annual campaign created by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And during the month of March, everyone is invited to learn about making informed food choices and developing healthful eating and physical activity habits. Now, if you go to their website, www.eatright.org, you will find helpful information and toolkits to help you eat healthy and well. And here are some of the key tips that they have for you this week. And it says on their site, learn to create tasty meals. Keep healthful ingredients on hand. Practice proper home food safety. Share meals with people who live with you or virtually when possible. Reduce food waste and try new flavors and foods. If you need individual help, they're encouraging you that if you need help to design your your personalized uh, meal plan, consult with a registered dietitian nutritionist and they can tell her a healthy eating plan just for you. And so for more information, go to www.eatright.org. And yes, it's important to eat healthy, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we got to eat healthy. And if you need help, you can always go. And every time I go out and talk about nutrition, I always encourage folks to go to the eatright.org org their website because the website is evidence-based it is it was created by the academy of nutrition and dietetics and you can find a lot of good information on there you can find um, good recipes you can find articles and i like how they combine eating and exercise so you you see articles and things on their website about exercise health and food. So go check out eatright.org. Now, make sure you go to our resources page, vickidofitness.com forward slash resources. And there, there you will find products and services that will be helpful to you as you embrace a life of health and fitness. Now, we have a variety of items on our resource list for you to check out and try. We have Reebok, Warby Parker, Polar. Polar, they are 
what is it, the heart rate monitors, but the fitness trackers, I always have my Polar monitor on. iRemedy, check out iRemedy Healthcare. That's where I go and order my mask and all of that. The Right Stuff, that's a medical supply place online for caregivers. Artity is on that resources page. And they have wonderful tea that you can experience. You can be an Art of Tea monthly subscriber where they send um, surprise tea flavors and stuff for you each month. We have My Lab Box, and that's where you can, in your own home, you can, you know, take your blood and send it in and find out if you have any STD situation oh. going on. <laughs> my lab box you know so things you, have certainly improved oh my goodness yeah they got that they're fda pr- approved you can you can find out if you have gluten issues and all of that so check that out too oh, can you do hiv tests? yes yes okay yes and what's so cool about my lab box is that um, once the, your results come in, you know, you, you get an account and all of that, then they offer to you free um, consulting, meaning you can um, talk with a physician and they can tell you Excellent. what to do, you know, after that. So you're not just finding out uh, whether you're positive or not, you know, you're actually having a, a physician that you can talk to as well. So that's my lab box. Excellent. Yeah. Then we have ecolunchbox.com. And that's where you can get environmental friendly, environmental friendly boxes, lunch boxes. And this is good now since, since kids are, especially here in Youngstown, they're going back to school. You know, I think March 1st was, wasn't that the first day? You know, I can't keep up telling me something i just can't keep up when they're going back yeah they um had it dewine you know he had them go back face to face youngstown city schools and other schools that were totally remote they started back march 1st so for eco-friendly lunchbox check it out lunchbox.com so we have a lot of stuff on our resources page but i want to talk about it briefly it's called just nutritive That's on our resources page as well. Now, this company is the fastest growing skin and hair care online store. And there is a wide variety, a wide selection of naturally effective skin and hair care products. Their products are homemade, fresh, vegan, made in the U.S. of A, sulfate free, color safe, no parabens, um, chloride free, gluten-free. And so there's thousands. If you take the time to go to JustNutritive.com, there are thousands of testimonials by customers detailed on how they are amazed and delighted at the benefits of their products, the Just Nutritive products. And Just Nutritive, they have natural hair products for black hair as well. And they are awesome. I've tried their leave-in conditioner, which is outstanding. So go check them out, JustNutritive.com. And make sure you go to our resources page, VickiDoFitness.com forward slash resources. And remember, when you use any of the affiliate links to buy any of the products and services 
on our resources page, you are supporting us here at Vicky Doe Fitness. And what do we always say, D? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, D, like I said, I'm scheduled to get my vaccination tomorrow. Woohoo! Hey, good. That's great. Isn't that great? That's great. Yeah, that's great. And then, now, will you be getting Moderna or Pfizer, or do you know? I don't know, but it's either one because they said on my confirmation, first shot. Oh, okay. So. Doesn't matter. As we tell people, get whatever is the first available. That's it. That's it. So that's what I'm doing. And this up. We're trying to ramp this herd immunity up. So, yeah, good. That's great. I said, you shouldn't have any problems at all. But just remember, don't take any NSAIDs or aspirin before you get the shot like tonight. It's okay to take, you know, Advil or something like that afterwards. But do not take it before because they worry that it might blunt the immune response. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll remember that. Just so you know. All right. Well, thank you. That's going to be great. You know, like you said, you know, that's a big burden lifted off of my back. So, yeah, yeah. But it's still going to be a while before we can breathe on each other, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's going to need to still social distance, wear your mask, because even though we're getting everybody vaccinated, the new kid on the block or the new kids on the block variant that we don't know whether or not, we don't really know the efficacy, you know, in terms of 100%, whether or not these vaccines that we're taking are going to cover, you know, the variants. I mean, we think right now that it's going to cover the, the British UK variant, but, you know, there's one that I was listening to the news this morning, uh-huh. one that's cropped up in California. So best thing is continue to wear your mask. All right. So we continue to do that. So how was your week then? My week was good. I had three days off. In fact, I saw Dr. Joe today. He goes, were you off? And I'm thinking, wow, I must be really working hard. When I'm not here, people notice. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, were you off? I said, yeah, I took three days off and went down to a place called uh, the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. It's a resort kind of tucked up in the mountains. And uh, just really relaxing. We stayed in a little place called Lewis. Lewisburg, Virginia, which is really sort of an artist colony. You know, there were lots of gallery, art galleries and things like that. And then driving over to the Greenbrier, it was any and it was a little, little chilly to be outside a lot. But it's one of those resorts where you can do any and everything that you want. In fact, one of the days that I was there, I didn't realize I was going in some of those artist colony little galleries that were on the property. And you could make jewelry. You know, they had jewelry making. They had um, paint and sip classes. They had pottery classes. So, yeah, it, and they even had showing you how to do blacksmithing. So, yeah, it was just, and it was only five hours away. So, yeah, I was telling your honey sweet about it today and how, how nice it was. Hint, hint, hint for Vicky. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, I see you hinting my way. That's good. <laughs> Give him some ideas. That's right. <laughs> the fact, when the weather gets nicer, you know, they have a wonderful golf course, world-class golf course that TGA used to, you know, play on that golf course, on that circuit. So, yeah, I was I was looking out for you, my sister. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was thinking the other day, too. I was like, yeah, we got to get back to our golfing and everything. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever take up gold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a lefty. Yeah, I got all my stuff. You, know, you have to have special clubs for that, right? Yeah. But you know, I had to, you know, I had to do some golfing a little bit because of Brother Bill. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know I can't do what? Oh, right. Does he play golf? Oh, my God. He's always, he was playing golf when, when you didn't see nobody but him on there. People like him. You didn't see no black folks on, on the golf course. He was always playing golf. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How about your brother, T? Now, T never, he never picked up that skill. Now, T, mm-hmm. he goes all over biking. Oh, he's big time. Right. Mountain, right. cross country, yeah. biking. Oh, yeah. Because he, he just took a right. trip to Sedona. Where's that in? Arizona? Oh, Sedona. Mm-hmm. Sedona. Did he? Oh, yeah. Sedona. Up where it's all red. and Yeah. In, uh, in Arizona. Up I think it's Arizona. Yeah. And then he. Yeah, Sedona. Then he did something outside of um, Vegas. You know, because they have some huh. beautiful mountain. Did he tr- take the bike out there and ride while he was out there? He didn't ride from Chicago out there. No, no, he took. He took. You know. Okay. Yeah, he took his bike. Mm-hmm. And did he? Bike with him. Okay. Yeah, and he 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 always meets three of his homeboys. Okay. Wasn't it this time last year that you guys were in South Africa or no? It was 2019 because last year things shut down. Remember last year, what, March right. stuff, stuff, right? Right, because we were. that long ago when you all went down there when Nate was handling that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that story. <laughs> yep, that's where. That's... Key, wasn't it Key who came out and said, what part? Thousand dollars or something. What, t- what part of priceless don't you understand, sir? <laughs> 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 But yeah, that's that. Look how time passes so fast. I can't believe. So that's right. We were shut down last year. It was two years ago. Oh my God. Yeah, we were shut down. So I can't wait to to when we can, you know, venture out. Yeah, me too. For yeah. real, because people, people, people are still traveling, but you know, uh, yeah. I don't think I want to be trying to go. I'm trying to go down to see my mother in May. She will have been fully vaccinated by that time. And my daughter and her son and, and her um, husband, Olivia, won't be. But I'm still going to be masking up, no matter what. I know. Because we still don't know. What we don't know is whether we can still transmit the virus. Are we still, can we still be infected with the virus? You know, I would not want to infect a little child or my mother, you know, who are not, or my mother. Well, my mother is vaccinated, but... You know, you don't know what somebody 103's immune system is. You know, just because she's vaccinated, we don't know what the antibody level is on people at certain ages. That's another, you know, um, area of research, research. That needs to be done is measuring the various antibody levels of different populations. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, so that's something else that I think is a, would be a great research project to see if Elderly people don't mount a great antibody response like somebody that's 40 years old. So, yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. New news about them doing clinical trials yesterday starting on babies from six months to 12 years old. So, yeah. Okay. All right. 
So what is going on this week? You know, I had to talk. I about- guess we missed it. We missed the whole hot topic. <laughs> we missed this hot topic. Everything. Everything, everything. But, you know, I was like, okay, what you call them? Got, Oprah got the, the, the bombshell and the hot mess or stuff. She did. She did. Didn't she? You no, know, did I read that Harpo, I was telling somebody 79, that wasn't right, but Harpo paid CBS nine, seven or $9 million to have that interview. Wow. Yeah, because this was Harpo production on, and it was on CBS. That's not Oprah's, Oprah's network. Okay. You know that she didn't have this on OWN. No, she didn't. Isn't that in that in that her network? Yes, own. She she had it on CBS. She have it on own because she knew that the people seeing that she was not going to get seventeen million people on own. Right. So that's how many people saw the saw the interview. So what do you think? Well, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, some people were surprised and everything. And, you know, we were over there and everybody was all mm-hmm. hyped up and stuff because we had a wonderful time um, doing the wedding and in London and stuff. But, you know, it's still European stuff. So yeah. around European stuff, you're going to always have some type of something going on when it comes to um, racism or people saying things. So I wasn't surprised about Megan. My thing was, though, I mean, who did she think she was? I mean, uh, did you know that probably it's going to be happening? No. (laughs) I She went in with eyes wide shut. I mean, (laughs) I think I I was trying to figure out, did she think she was going to go in there and turn upside down a thousand year old monarchy? No, you're right. Mm-mm. I mean, and everybody had warned her, even while they were courting. I remember reading Harry, when they were getting serious and, you know, thinking about getting married and stuff like that. You know, he had come out and said, you know, he had told her how difficult it was going to be. And remember what happened to his mom and her girlfriends told her, his friends. I mean, she had a lot of people telling her, you know, this is going to be a very difficult situation for you to be in. It's like, you know... It's like no other. I mean, even for royal people. I mean, Diana wasn't royal, but she was still, as we say, to the manor born. She played with the royal, her her sisters played with the royal children growing up. So, I mean, she was one of, sort of like one of them. Right. And she had all those problems. So now here we're going to have Meghan Markle coming out of, you know, suits as an actress. I don't know what she was thinking. She didn't think that through. She sure didn't. You know, then she's mixed race. Then she's from America. That the whole culture, American culture is different. So, you know, but what did she expect? You know, and and let me say this to you, that what we're saying is not, that opinion is not held by a lot of our, (laughs) a lot of our friends and comrades, because they're all very sympathetic towards her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, I know that this is an unpopular opinion, but you know who I feel sorry for? I do feel sorry Mm -hmm. to a certain extent for Harry because I think he had the rug pulled from underneath him. I really don't feel that, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, he wanted to protect his his family or whatever. I mean, he did, you know, we have to admit that, you know, I 
I'm sure he remembers his mom and this, that, and the other. But the other thing is that you made the man leave, and he was stripped of his titles, stripped of his military honors. I mean, he was all about being in the military. You know, he had been the play. Oh, I know. Doing stupid stuff, wearing Nazi uniforms, and this, that, and the other. But when he went to the military, it just seemed like he had turned himself around, you know? I know. He comes in there, <laughs> and then now he's, he doesn't have anything. I know. So whether they strip it or not, he's still the prince, Harry, because he was still born. Right. But I'm trying to figure out how long is that going to that relationship going to last? I don't know. I don't think it might I last. Think a Wes, I think a Wes has been put in it because he's going to wake up one day and say, I want my family. I know. I'm isolated, too. You know, I'm over here in the United States. I can't go see my family. I'm isolated from my brother. You know, he and I were thick and thin when our mom died. You know, we only had each other when our mother died. And now, you know, a wedge has been driven between us because of this situation. He's going to wake up one morning and say, "Mm, no. That's what I think. I think I don't think he's going to last long. I think, you know, he's going to say, listen, you know, I love you and everything, but I'm going to have to just go back. I think that's what he's going to do. Now, he might stay with her, but I I can't see it. I I can't see it either. I mean, I, I see her as, you know, and just by her coming on this Oprah show and this, that, other, like, well, I thought you all wanted privacy. And I thought the whole purpose of you coming over here was to be private. Now, every time you turn around, she's suing somebody. You know, royals don't do that. I mean, she's just really acting. I know this is an unpopular comment, too, but she's just acting straight up street. (laughs) 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 She passed the ghetto fabulous. (laughs) Sorry. Time you turn around, that girl is filing a lawsuit with this, that other, filing a lawsuit with this. Royals don't do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's straight out of Compton. <laughs> like I said, you know, yeah, I kind of feel sorry for her. Yeah, you know, that that probably. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to discount her mental health issues. I definitely yeah. don't want to discount her, her suicidal thoughts and all of that. That's, you know, that's. That's very sad she got to that point. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about her being black, first of all, she was raised by a black mother. That's it. Now, she's going to have some issues talking about the royal family wanting to know what color the baby was. Well, shoot, in our own families, color is, is a, is an, can be an issue. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But in black families, when mixed colors marry, mixed, mixed color people marry, you know, there's always this, well, what color is the child going to be? I mean, it's 2021 and that happened. Oh, I know. They be trying to, and then they worry about the hair, too. <laughs> and how? <laughs> Let's keep it real now. They, they be worried about that hair. <laughs> Let's keep it real. So when somebody marries somebody, when the mixed race thing happens, the other thing, like you say, is the hair. Is the hair going to be is it going to be nappy? I mean, is it going to be in between? And then, and then Oprah was talking about that was the other thing with Oprah. It was so contrived. She leans over her chair. I mean, who mm. was talking about color? <laughs> household girl, please. 
Please. She was over exaggerating on that. You know, it was like, okay, really, oh. Oprah? Who? Really? Oh my God! Really, Oprah? Come on. Oh, please. Oh, you and I. You know, we haven't had this conversation, you and I, but we're on the same page with this. Yeah. Because um, I was like, um, I just, really? She already knew what she was going into. I'm yeah. sure her her mother told her. Yeah, and I'm sure her mother probably warned her too. Oh, big time. I'm sure her mother warned her because her mother seems like that kind of person, a very independent. Yeah. You know, not want to, you know, she sat, she sat let's, let's not forget, she sat in that wedding by herself. By herself. Somebody off the street. You know, she could have grabbed an uncle or a brother or whoever, some relative, and dragged them off the street and say, hey, would you go sit with me at the royal wedding? I mean, who wouldn't do that? She sat there by herself, very independent. That's it. We have to remember that. That's the kind of mother that she had. So I'm mm-hmm. sure her mother warned her about this situation, but you know, all you can do is warn people. That's it. So, I, like I said, hopefully with all of this, I hope Megan and, and her husband, Harry, and their little boy, I hope they work it out. I really do. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I because, hope they work I mean, it out. Their charities, before all this hoo-ha-ha, the charities and issues that they were working on when they were in London were great issues. Oh, they were really good. And the environment, all these charities that they were involved. Wounded Warriors, he was a big wounded warrior. You know, he did those that game. That's how one of the things that they, when he was first introduced, what do you call it, the, the something game that he had for wounded veterans. Okay, yeah, I can't remember the name, but yeah. Invictus. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so hopefully, like I said, they'll work it out. But you know, somebody, yeah. somebody was asking Michelle Obama. They were interviewing her. I think it was Gina Bush, and she just said, you know, she wasn't surprised to hear Megan talk of racism in the royal family. I mean, you know, she said her quote exactly was race isn't a new construct in this world for people of color so it wasn't a complete surprise to hear her feelings and to have them articulated that's all she said on that that's what michelle obama said uh-huh and then there's Piers morgan yeah now he he's i i never really liked him anyway did you did you see the view no but did you see the view with cheryl underwood and yeah, what's the name? Osborne. Michael. Yeah, what's the name? Shirley Osborne. The fight that they got. Yeah, Sharon Osborne. Sharon, that's her name. The fight they got. The fight that they got into when she was defending Pierce because that was a friend of hers, and then Cheryl was implying that you know, she was racist because, and then they had a. I mean, Sharon got belligerent, screaming and yelling and stuff on the show. Um, but then, you know, later on, she apologized and realized that and said, you know, some of her comments were insensitive. I mean, you have to, I guess you have to you have to see it from both sides. She was really only seeing it from her side because she was a good friend of Pierce Morgan. I mean, Pierce is obnoxious. He was obnoxious when he was over here. Uh, I know. Didn't he do CNN? Didn't yes. He do mm-hmm. For a little bit. He was, he was, I never watched him. I, I didn't like him. Yeah. No, me Because he was real arrogant. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And so I thought it was funny, though, okay. when somebody called him out and come to find out that he had tried to meet up with, with Megan. Mm-hmm. And she had met with him one time and then ghosted him. 
this was revenge. This sounded like revenge. Right. Yeah. So. But he there, walked off the show, right? So he's done. Yeah, he's done. He walked off yep. the show. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, people get heated over the darndest things. <laughs> I know. Enough of, enough of the British talk today, right? The, the information, yeah. the, the news. Yeah, yeah. From England. <laughs> so we will, no. we, we will keep tuned on what, what's going on over there. Tell us the latest, though. What's the latest? You had some articles, at least two articles you wanted to kind of touch with us. Article that I have is I'm just trying to find it here is on plans to ditch the mask after vaccination not so fast I think that was the first one uh huh so this is an uh, an article from the New York Times uh, it's not clear how easily vaccinated people may spread the virus but the answer to that question is coming soon until then scientists urge caution so with 50 million Americans at least partially immunized against the coronavirus and millions more joining the ranks every day. The urgent question on many minds is, when can I throw away my mask? But it's a deeper question than it seems about trying to return to normalcy, about how soon vaccinated Americans can hug loved ones, get together with friends, and go to concerts, shopping malls, restaurants without feeling threatened. So certainly many state officials are already like, Texas has already lifted their mask mandate along with restrictions on businesses, and Mississippi quickly followed suit. And governors, you know, cited declining infection rates and rising numbers of citizens getting vaccinated. But the pandemic isn't over, and it seems clear that small groups of vaccinated people can get together. CDC came out with their guidelines last week. Okay. You know, saying that people that were vaccinated can get together in small groups, and if you were with somebody who was unvaccinated, it really needed to be somebody who was not high risk. Uh-huh. But when vaccinated people can ditch the mask in public places, will depend on how quickly the rate of disease drops, what percentage of people remain unvaccinated in the surrounding community. So why? Scientists do not know whether vaccinated people spread the virus to those who are unvaccinated. While all the COVID-19 vaccines are spectacularly good at shielding people from severe illness and death, The research is unclear on exactly how well they stop the virus from taking root in an immunized person's nose and then spreading to others. It's not uncommon for a vaccine to forestall severe disease, but not infection. Inoculations against the flu, rotavirus, polio, and pertussis are all perfect in this way. The corona vaccines are under a a lot more scrutiny than any of the previous vaccines have ever been said Neet J. Van Dermalen. He's an expert in preclinical vaccine development at the National Institute of Health Rocky Mountain Laboratories in Montana. How nice is that? I guess it's, that's, that's good work if you can get it out there, right? I know, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And now corona variants that dodge the immune system are changing the calculus. Some vaccines are less effective at preventing infections with certain variants and in theory could allow more virus so the research available so far on how well the vaccines prevent transmission is preliminary but promising. We feel confident that there is a reduction, says Natalie Dean, a biostatistician at University of Florida, but we don't know the exact magnitude. It's not 100%. Still, even as a 100% drop in transmissibility might be enough to immunize people to cross their masks, experts say, especially once a majority of population is inoculated and as rates of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths plummet, 
But most Americans, we only have basically 10% of the, well, I think it's up to 13% now, the population vaccinated. And more than 1,500 people are dying every day. So given the uncertainty around transmission, even people who are immunized, like you and I were talking, uh-huh. must continue to protect others by wearing a mask. And Fauci says they should wear masks until we actually prove that vaccines prevent transmission. So that's where we are. So I guess we're wearing our masks. Yeah, we have to wear our masks. I mean, we just can't uh, let, you know, we cannot let our guard And when I was on, I did this television thing uh, last night. Mm-hmm. People were asking me about, you know, the clinical trials with the Moderna. I mean, and also, you know, we have to remember one of the things when they were doing influenza research and they were re-looking at, you know, who was getting, who was uh, getting infected with influenza. And so it, initially when the vaccine went out, little children were not included. And so all the adults were included, you know, when they, when they started doing flu vaccines. Well, then they used to think, well, the transmission was coming from grandma giving, you know, the vaccine to everybody and concerns about that. But what they found out, it was a little grubby pause that was coming over to visit. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so that's why they brought they brought the requirements and specifications for influenza vaccine way down to, I guess maybe what ten years ago, anything with two legs over six months needed a flu vaccine. Right. And that was vastly different. So I think if you look at that, and it took a while for them to get there because no, nobody wants to give a child a vaccine unless you have to, you know, because of side effects and so forth. But um, you know, it's. it's a lot to to consider. I know. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood-Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicki Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new, hot topics number 63. Our next article that we're looking at, doubly good. Healthy living cuts your odds for the two leading killers. And this was written in Health Day News on their website. And it says, 
The same lifestyle habits that protect the heart can also curb the risk of a range of cancers, a large new study confirms. The study of more than 20,000 U.S. adults found both bad news and good news. People with risk factors for heart disease also faced increased odds of developing cancer over the next 15 years. On the other hand, people who followed a heart healthy lifestyle cut their risk of cancer diagnosis. Experts said the findings are no surprise. The American Cancer Society has estimated that close to half of cancer deaths in the United States are linked to modifiable factors, including poor diet, smoking, lack of exercise, and obesity. But the study drives home an important message, according to Marjorie McCullough, who's a senior scientific director for epidemiology research at the ACS. And she says, a healthy lifestyle can reduce your risk of the top two killers in the U.S. Marjorie McCullough was not involved in the study. However, the lead researcher, Dr. Emily Lau, made another point. People often think of diet and exercise as being good for the heart, but may not always recognize their roles in cancer risk. And she says, when we're counseling patients, we should be talking about that. And she's a cardiologist at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. She and her colleagues reported their findings March 16 in the journal JACC, that is the Journal of what Cancer um, Cardiology Oncology. The results are based on 20,305 Americans who were 50 years old on average when the study began. Lau's team looked at how well they were adhering to the American Heart Association's um, Life's Simple 7. Those recommendations of the Life's Simple 7 advise people to, number one, never smoke or to quit if they do. Number two, maintain a healthy weight for their height. Number three, exercise at a moderate intensity like brisk walking for at least 150 minutes a, a week or at a vigorous intensity like running for at least 75 minutes a week. Number four, eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables, fiber-rich grains and fish, and low in salt and sugar. Maintain normal blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar numbers, which, Lau said, can be done with the help of medication when needed. Last but not least, researchers gave each patient or participant up to two points per goal, depending on how well they were doing with it. Yes, these are the seven simple, life simple seven. The article continues. In the end, people who scored high on the heart health scale were also less likely to develop cancer over the next 15 years. For each point they received, their risk of a future cancer declined by 5%. The story was different for people who had major risk factors for heart disease at the study start including high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, and smoking. Those deemed to be 
at high risk of a heart attack in the next 10 years were over three times more likely to develop cancer compared to people with a low heart attack risk. McCullough said the American Heart Association recommendations on diet, weight, exercise, and smoking largely align with advice from the Cancer Society. But the ACS also stresses the role of alcohol in some cancers, including throat, esophageal, uh, liver, breast, and colon cancers. Drinking accounts for about 6% of all U.S. cancers, the society estimates. McCullough said, it's best to avoid alcohol. As for exercise, the American Cancer Society encourages people to do a bit more, ideally logging more than 300 minutes each week. But the most important step, according to McCullough, is to get off the couch. Sedentary people can see health benefits from becoming regularly active to some degree. McCullough pointed to a simple mantra, and that is move more, sit less. Cancer, of course, is many diseases, and the risk factors vary according to the type, McCullough noted. Obesity, for example, is more closely linked to certain cancers, such as uterine, breast, and esophageal cancers than others. In this study, the modifiable risk factor that made the biggest difference to overall cancer risk was smoking. That law said underscores the importance of helping smokers quit, both for cancer prevention and the sake of their hearts. So at the end of the day, it's about doing and those healthy lifestyles, right? So that we can, right. you, we can um, you know, prevent or at least control the two leading killers, and that's cancer and heart disease. Well, you know, um, when you were talking about it, the, the obesity being associated with certain cancers, not only that, now what is emerging, well, of course, we've seen that in hospital, but obesity is the number one risk factor for COVID. Mm. Yep. So, you know, initially we thought, oh, lung disease, you know, COPD, like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, heart disease, hypertension. Yes, they all play a role, but the root cause analysis, it, is, it appears, is obesity or BMI over like 40, 35. Okay. So, obes- so all the more reason to do what you're talking about. Yeah, all the more reason to really, you know, pay attention and start trying to have and do those healthy behaviors, such as eating, you know, healthy and exercising. And for God's sake, quit smoking. <laughs> right. I, you know, it's amazing to me that people still do that. You know, people at the hospital, mm-hmm. I noticed they'll walk. It's freezing cold outside. They will walk outside the hospital, across the street, off property to smoke. I know. <laughs> They're going like packed. I know, and it's cold. I, I can't see it. It's freezing outside. And so I'm thinking, I'm so glad I'm not addicted to something like that that would take me out into the cold because black people don't do cold anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God for that. No. I know, right? You're going to do our next one. Our next one. Yes, yes. This is. A, I'm really interested in this article because I think I've had some conversations with your Dr. Doe about the number of young African-American men that I'm seeing in the long-term care facility where I work who are having 
stroke, and I mean dense stroke, meaning, mm. you know, very paralysis, mental status is not great, may not come back, you know, or severe neurological impairment. So this article is timely. Okay. Some of the same risk factors that cause strokes in older adults are associated with strokes among younger adults. New study shows with black young adults facing a particularly high risk. We tend to have clinical bias that if a person has a stroke at a young age, it's rare, or it must be for some atypical cause, said the lead author, Dr. Tracy Madsen, an assistant professor of emergency medicine at Brown in Rhode Island. We found that the driving factors for strokes in this age group were largely the same as those for older adults, he said. Fortunately, there's a huge potential for loss of life and disability when people have strokes this young. Researchers studied rates of obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol, all common risk factors for stroke. Among adults who had strokes between the ages of 20 and 54, black women had significant increases in high blood pressure rates over the study period. All groups except white men had significantly increasing rates of high cholesterol. The findings presented Wednesday Mm -hmm. at the American Stroke Association's Virtual International Stroke Conference are considered preliminary until published in a peer-reviewed journal, of course. Mm-hmm. But about 10 to 15 percent of all strokes occur in adults age 50 or older. Previous research showed black adults have nearly twice the stroke risk as white adults and the highest risk of dying from strokes. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Um, overall, the rate of stroke death has been falling over the past few decades, but the decline has been in older adults. Younger adults have seen stable or increased rates of stroke, and although previous studies have shown high rates of traditional heart and stroke risk factors among young adults, there has been debate over how much those were contributing to stroke. To explore that question, Madsen and her team looked at the medical histories of 1,200 black and white young adults who had stroke in southern Ohio and northern Kentucky. They tracked common stroke risk factors more than a dec- two decades looking for trends by sex and race. High blood pressure was the most common among black adults who had stroke and significantly increased among black women, rising 48% of the group in 1993 to 94, and wow, 76% in 2015. High cholesterol increased across both genders and races throughout the study, though the increase was not statistically significant among white men. Both black and white adults had high rates of obesity, but it was most common among women, affecting 63% of black women and 59% of white women. Up to 40% of black men who had strokes had previously been diagnosed with diabetes, a rate that remained stable over the study period. Dr. Larry Goldstein, chair of the University of Kentucky Department of Neurology and co-director of the Kentucky Neuroscience Institute, said the study's most concerning finding was the rise high blood pressure among black women in the region. This might be a particularly important group to target for blood pressure screening and better blood pressure control because, you know, it used to be black men. Uh-huh. Remember 10 or 15 years ago when uh-huh. I spoke to the National Medical Association. Mm-hmm. Remember Jackson Wright? Remember yes. Dr. Jackson Wright. Jackson Wright, who was one of the world's foremost, is one of the world's foremost authorities on hypertension. Mm-hmm. And this uh, man, Dr. Keith Ferdinand in, in New Orleans and several African-American men, Elijah Saunders and all of them mm-hmm. got together and pulled together this barbershop project right? where they had a lot of black men. And, you know, we talked about this on the wellness with Dr. Matham. Mm-hmm. They pulled together 
uh, went into areas in the black community, into the barbershops, and identified black men who had high blood pressure. Mm. So this thing with women is now coming to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Goldstein says it might be good to target black women to get better blood, blood pressure control. Masson said more needs to be done to provide regular health screenings for younger people, especially for high blood pressure and diabetes. We know that many, many individuals face barriers in trying to access health care, though another contributor to our findings could be that younger adults don't seek screening tests because they're just not worried about their health. But we cannot wait until someone is 50 to start screening for these problems. And once problems are diagnosed, writing a prescription isn't enough. Our current strategy in which we just had a prescription for blood pressure medicine, medication to our patients is not working. We need to go back to the drawing board and try to understand the barriers to care and how to reach all populations of people. Goldstein said the nation overall needs to do a better job helping young people establish healthy lifestyles because the damage and effects of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, and being overweight accumulate over time. It's not that you're protected when you're young and not when you're old, he said. One reason you have a stroke when you're old is you are not doing the right, you are not doing things right when you were young. And, you know, mm. COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. now this study was done apparently before the COVID pandemic because they went up to 2015, mm-hmm. but it brings a lot of this home because we're having a lot of black males with those risk factors who develop COVID and die. So, I mean, again, there's healthcare disparities in your face, but here we are. 2021 still trying to fix this problem and when she's talking about going back to the drawing board how many drawing boards can we go back to vicky i know i mean high blood pressure diabetes obesity they've all been problems in the black community so where are we i know so we just got to get committed we're not we're not committed yet right we're not committed yep we are not we are not committed absolutely right that's it so, I, I, you know, sometimes as I was, I was sharing with uh, some friends the other day, I don't know where we were. We were talking about, oh, I know, maybe when we, I was talking to you guys last week with Isaac. Sometimes you just want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> you want to throw your hands up. <laughs> you just want to throw up your hands like Martha Gates said, just throw up your hands and holler. But uh, as Isaac said, and I think you said it too, we just have to keep trying. We just got to put the, we, yeah. hey, we're the messengers. So we're just going to keep the, yeah, putting the word out. We have to continue to be trusted messengers, right? That's and, it. And the last article for me is mm-hmm. near and dear because uh-huh. I was just, again, I was just talking to Dr. Joe about this uh-huh. situation just this morning. He's very busy and so am I. But I said, Dr. Joe, what I'm finding is now that the COVID numbers are going down and hospitalizations for COVID, what is going up is that the emergency rooms now are filled with, I can't tell you how many patients I saw this week with gangrene of the toes and infected toes and, you know, this, that, and the other because they have neglected their health or have not wanted to come into the emergency room because they didn't want to get COVID. They did all kinds of home remedies and stuff like that, like Dr. Joe was saying in his situation. Mm-hmm. Kidney disease just continued to get worse but they didn't want to see anybody because they didn't want to come in the hospital. So mm. this article from the New York Times, too many Americans failed to take measures to combat obesity, the second leading risk factor for death okay. from COVID. Mm-hmm. 
The pandemic has shed a blinding light on too many Americans' failure to follow the well-established scientific principles of personal health and well-being. There are several reasons this country, one of the world's richest and most highly developed, has suffered much higher rates of COVID infections and death than many poorer and less well-equipped populations. Older adults have been particularly hit hard. When cases surged at the end of last year, COVID became the nation's leading cause of death, deadlier than heart disease and cancer. But while there's nothing anybody can do to stop the market of time, several leading risk factors for COVID infections and death stem from how many Americans conduct their lives from childhood on and their misguided reliance on medicine to patch up their self-inflicted wounds. That's a deep statement. Not now. After old age, obesity is the second leading risk factor for death among those who become infected, mm-hmm. critically ill with COVID. 70% of Americans now are overweight and more than a third are obese. Two other major risks for COVID, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure are most often the result of excess weight, which in turn reflects unhealthy dietary and exercise habits. These conditions may be particularly prevalent, here we are, in colors of communities of color who are likewise disproportionate affected by the pandemic. Several people I know, this article, packed on quite a few pounds of health robbed body fat, and not because they lack the ability to purchase and consume a more nutritious plant-based diet, plant-based diet, mm-hmm. or to exercise regularly within or outside their homes. One male in his 50s unexpectedly qualified for the vaccine, mm-hmm. the COVID vaccine, by having an underlying health condition when his doctor found he'd become obese since the pandemic began. Mm. A Harris poll conducted by the conducted by the American Psychological Association in late February revealed that 42% of respondents had gained an average of 29 pandemic pounds, increasing their COVID risk. So, what can we learn from these trends? That Tom Vilsack, the new Secretary of Agriculture, put it bluntly a week ago in Politico's closed morning agriculture newsletter: "We cannot have the level of obesity. We cannot have the level of diabetes we have. We cannot have the level of." disease. It will literally cripple. Mm. Of course, in recent decades, many of the policies of the department, Mr. Velasquez said, have contributed mightily to Americans' access to inexpensive foods that flesh out their bones with unwholesome calories and undermine their health. Two examples, the government subsidizes the production of soybeans and corn, most of which is used to feed livestock. Mm. Not only does livestock production make a major contribution to global warming, much of its output ends up as inexpensive, often, often highly processed, who's benefiting of it? I know. Often highly processed fast foods that can prompt people to overeat and raise their risk of developing heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and kidney disease. But there are no subsidies for the kinds of fruits and vegetables mm. that can counter the disorders that render people more vulnerable to coronavirus. Who's benefiting? Mm-hmm. As Mr. Vlasic Vilsack said, the time has come for us to transform the food system in this country in an accelerated way. Early in the pandemic, when most businesses and entertainment venues were forced to close, toilet paper was not the only commodity stripped in the market. <laughs> Suddenly say, remember that? Remember the toilet paper? I do remember. I do the toilet paper. I was running around the ten stores trying to, and my sister in California could not find toilet paper. She said for weeks. <laughs> and with my mother, I was mailing her boxes of toilet paper. I know. Um, yeah. Not only was toilet paper in short supply, the country was suddenly faced with a shortage of flour and yeast as millions of Americans stuck at home 
went on a baking frenzy. While I understand their need to relieve stress, feel productive, and perhaps help others less able or so inclined, bread, muffins, and cookies were not the most wholesome products that might have emerged from pandemic kitchens. While calorie-rich foods and snacks are in the home, they can be hard to resist when there's little else to prompt the release of pleasure-enhancing brain chemicals. To no one's great surprise, smoking rates increased the pandemic, mm. the, uh, introducing another risk factor for COVID. There's been a run on alcoholic beverages, national sales of alcohol during one week in March. Mm. 2020 was 54% higher than the comparable week before. The Harris Poll corroborated that nearly one adult in four drank more alcohol than usually co- usual to cope with pandemic-related stress. Not only is alcohol a source of nutritionally empty calories, its wanton consumption can re- result in reckless behavior that further raises susceptibility to COVID, like we were saying, going to bars, mm-hmm. take the mask off. Mm-hmm. So, well, before the pandemic prompted a rise in calorie consumption, America's, Americans were eating significantly more calories anyway each day than they realized. Thanks in large part to the ready availability of ultra-processed foods, especially those that teas, you just can't eat one, like corn on the cob is unprocessed, canned corn is minimally processed, Doritos are ultra-processed. Mm. In a brief but carefully designed study, Kevin Hall and colleagues at the National Institutes of Health, where Fauci is, surreptitiously gave 20 adult, adult diets that were rich in either ultra-processed foods or unprocessed foods matched for calories, sugar fat, sodium fiber, and protein content. Told to eat as much as they wanted, the unsuspecting participants consumed 500 calories a day more on the ultra-processed diet. If you've been reading my column for years, says this author, her name is Jane Brody from the New York Times, Mm -hmm. you already know that I'm not a fanatic when it comes to food. I have many containers of ice cream in my freezer, cookies, crackers, and even chips in my cupboard, and I enjoy a burger now and then, but my diet daily is based primarily on vegetables, fish, beans, Mm -hmm. non-fat milk, my main source of protein, my consumption of snacks and ice cream is portion controlled, and along with daily exercise has enabled me to remain weight-stable despite yearly pandemic stress and occasional despair. As Marion Nessel, Professor Emerita of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health at NYU says, this is not rocket science. Mm -hmm. She does not preach deprivation, only moderation, Mm -hmm. except a ban on soda. Which, you know, I, I still notice in our vending machines, I went down to the emergency room the other day and I was Mm-hmm. I wanted some water. I wanted to get some bottled water, and I was looking. I could barely get water for all these sugar-laden drinks. Mm-hmm. We need a national campaign aimed at preventing obesity, she said, a national campaign to help get all Americans healthier. So there we go. We're back to talking about the same thing, eating yeah, and exercise and obesity with all these chronic diseases. Right. What I can say and and we will say is, yeah, we just have to we have to take a, a stand and get committed to taking care of ourselves, that personal health. Well, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, that that's just it. But, but again, you know, it has to be, you know, if I, if we had some national campaign, some, you know, we're able to get people vaccinated. Maybe we could put I don't know how you put the fear of God into healthier living but you know the other thing is that who's mm. benefiting 
It's access. What about the people with the food deserts and all those things that we've been talking about, the social determinants of health? It's access. Yes, that is. That's some of it. But also, you know, when when you do other studies, even even when it comes to social economics, you know, uh, how much money people make, people still and that's black folks, too. Even with money, they still pick unhealthy foods to eat. That's true, too. That is also true. So, you know, we just... Those those studies have been done, right? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Have been done. Yeah. So we just got to figure out how we can not choose those type of foods that are not good for us. And try to understand why we do choose those type of foods. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So we got a we got a lot to do. <laughs> we do, Vicky. But I'm telling you, it's 2021. Like we said with Isaac last week, sometimes you just want to throw up your hands and holler. <laughs> but we have to keep the struggle is real. The struggle is real. So we just got to keep putting it out there. And yeah. 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 Now I will say that a lot of folks are. We got more people that are starting to you know, really think about um, changing their habits. So it's coming slowly but surely. And we have good people out there like Joe Moss mm-hmm. continuing to uh, do his part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great show. But this ends our show, yeah. D. So do you have some right. tips that we should think about in closing? Well, I mean, you started out, when you're, you know, talking with your article about, again, just reemphasizing to reevaluate, you know, your diet with fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. The, the, the kinds of things that we've been preaching about for the last, how long have we been on now? Four years? Oh, it's longer than that, since 2014. Five years. Yeah, haven't changed. Hasn't changed. And as we come out of the pandemic, you know, a, a lot of people are going to see a lot of changes that have happened. So, I mean, I think now the web is getting better. You know, if you're vaccinated, you can get out and walk or swim or whatever. Uh, of course, we're, continue to wear your mask when you can, but yeah. Mm, so there it is. Listen, I am excited that I am going to be getting my vaccination tomorrow. And I'm so happy for you also. Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue. Yippee. I'm going to continue with my mask. Here, yeah. here's, the, here's the thing that's so funny. I was in, in the dance studio, what was it, yesterday, Tuesday, and one of the students said, uh-huh. oh, yeah, we just love the way people always talk about your office, how it smells so good. It smells like Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I said, oh, yeah, it be seeping in the halls, doesn't it? Because as soon as I walk in my office, I spray my office with, with Lysol. Hilarious. So I was laughing at her. I say, look, you better be quiet. I'm going to come out and spray you in a minute. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so, yes, the things that we do to keep safe. But seriously, so, though, well, you know. Well, it has bowled you well thus far. So, And you're getting your vaccine tomorrow, so it's all good. So it's all good. And yes, I'm glad the weather is getting better so that we yeah. can start, you know, going outside and 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 trying to exercise more and eat right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. And as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. Make sure you become an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to vickidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. As a premium member, you will have exclusive access to our archive of more than 100 past premium podcast shows, free subscription to our monthly newsletter, and much, much more. But most of all, you will receive exclusive subscriber premium member only episodes of our From the Desk of Vicky Doe. In these episodes, I will focus on special health fitness topics and answer your most common health fitness questions. So go right now. Go to vickidofitness.com forward slash join and become and it's all about health and fitness premium member. By subscribing to our premium membership, you are supporting Vicky Doe Fitness, which allows us to continue to produce valuable content, including new podcasts. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.